What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pro Football Pod. You're in here with the boys. You got myself, Justin, Coach Colby's over here with me. Austin's chilling. How's it going, boys? What's up? How was your weekend? How was your week? What it do? What it do? It was a. It was an all right week. Nothing too special. Austin made me some money. Oh yeah, Austin made me some money last week. I I only bet on Saturday while I was in Tennessee. Which, weirdly enough, man, whenever we were over at the the party, we couldn't even bet. Like, weren't we still in Tennessee? It's too close to Virginia to where it can't get your location. I have very, like, lots of problems over there. Oh, man. I have to, like, walk to certain areas of the yard. Austin made us some money on a little free uh, college football parlay. And uh, wasn't there another bet? I'm waiting for my bookie fee to come through. Oh, well... (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. It'll be coming soon. <laughs> Did y'all end up going to see Black Adam? No. No? No. That's uh, okay. Hey, we that means we can all go together. We could do a double feature exactly. this weekend. Double Wakanda for oh man, that does sound exciting. Maybe not this weekend because we got things going on. But Yeah, feels. Yeah, you know, y- y'all are coming. I just can't say it on here, you know, because surprise. I don't think she listens. She probably doesn't, but I still don't want it to get out there. You know, just in case, just in case. It'd be actually funny if that was probably just stop talking about it. It it would be funny. (laughs) Really? Oh, the one time you listen in 12 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah, we got uh, all your normal shit for you today. We're going to give you the news from last week. Big hits, big, Big stuff for today I'm pumped about with the trade deadline happening today as we record on November 1st. A lot of moves were made. Most trades ever on a deadline day. And even before the deadline, there were still some big trades that were made. So we're going to get into that a little bit, give you a little bit of injury news. And as always, we're going to wrap it up with the money picks of the week. Try to get you guys some, uh, you know, a little bit of extra dough in your pocket. If you listened to Austin last week, he went 5-0. and you would have cleared some great cash. He didn't Is follow there... his own advice and just, you know. <laughs> I fucking hate myself. Easy money in the bank right there for that one. We'll we'll catch him this week, though. Another 5-0 and week coming up. Y'all didn't do so hot with that 3-2, and two, but that's okay. At least he went above 500. Hey, that's hey. that's positive. You're profiting. Any profit's good profit, brother. I'll just hey. say 3.2 yards a carry. We'll get a first down on four. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory. That's good. That's good. What do y'all think about Russell Wilson? You think he's uh, back on his high horse? Let's riding ride. and galloping? No. Or what? No. no. And, I mean, he so, said he's got to get so back on his strange. horse and ride. Like, I love Russell Wilson's game, but he has just fallen off for me this year. Like, I just don't see it. Like, I don't understand. Falling off his horse. I don't understand. He fell off his horse. He's not riding anywhere. No. Like, he's just, and his corniness to me has just come to an all-time level. And I think Sut made a good point, though. It would be hilarious if after he retired, he just completely, like, like, let it be known that he was just trolling everyone for his whole career. He just flips the script. Like, he was just like, yeah, like, I just, you know... That's not really who I am, but hey. He ends up being money. Antonio Brown after he retires, and then he just oh like goes God. and becomes Please a rapper. Don't. And like, Please oh, don't. yeah, there we go. That man is off his rocker. No, I mean, they hey, want to be a him. rapper. He's partnered <laughs> with the new sports book uh, that you can use in 42 states, if you guys didn't know. So 42? Shout like, out. Like, what, all the ones that it's not legal or something? I mean, 42, that's a lot of states, man. If it's not our state, fucking unlucky us. <laughs> really? Really? Oh, sick. Heck yeah. Love it. But no, back to Russ. I mean, like I said, I don't know what's really going on with their offense. The Broncos, to me, their defense is the only thing keeping them afloat right now and giving them any chances in their games. They We'll get into it later, but, you know, they just lost a piece of their pass for us. Yeah, Bradley... de- defense but didn't get better today. That just... Brant- uh, Baron Browning has been coming on for them, linebacker out of Ohio State, and oh, he, he has he is looking like a solid replacement. So I understand, you know, get a first round pick back for Chubb. I think it was a win on both sides. Like I said, we'll touch on that a little later. 
but that Broncos defense, if any of their key players to me go down, that team's set to struggle hard. And the Seahawks have their first round pick, so they don't even benefit from a shitty season. I like Russ is a little bit confident after that win, you know, get back on our horse and ride. Like, you know, we're turning this thing around. I don't think they are. I think that, um, again, they, they got like, they kind of got worse today. I mean, they made some trades, like they made some other moves besides the, the Chubb one, but you know, I, I just don't, I think that the reason that they moved a big piece like Chubb is because they know that this season's not their season. They're not making a push. That's not their thing anymore. Well, they do got that first round pick back. Now it's probably going to be in the later round. So they still get that first. They're obviously not going to look to replace Russ. So that's not going to be used on a quarterback. And if anybody can turn it around, it would be Russ just because he does have the talent and the talent is around. What him about, to be able to what about, what about drafting a backup quarterback though for your future? I mean, they have a pretty young team over there. Maybe if somebody drops, CJ but with Stroud, the way the you know? draft was looking at, and I can't wait to get into draft season with y'all, the oh, way yeah. the draft was looking with the quarterback class at the start of the season versus where it's at now, it's a major. You thought you had about five guys going in the top ten, whereas now you're looking at maybe three or four in the whole first round period. You cannot pay a quarterback what they just paid Russ and then start thinking back up in the early first or second round in a draft. Like you need to be adding more pieces, whether it's an offensive line, getting him a better tight end, getting him receivers that are big bodies, something for the red zone. Like you have to be thinking about how to make that $250 million worth it because yep. anything else less than that is just hoping to fail. And I mean, Hackett's been hoping to fail a lot this season, so we'll see what decisions they make in the offseason. But yeah, I'm not that high on Russ right now. I was before the season started. The quarterback class for college this year is going to be insane for the draft. See, like I we said, knew, they, we knew that we knew that last days, year, and that, right I, now, that's why I feel like a lot of teams didn't like buy in on these quarterbacks that were coming into the draft. They waited for them to fall to them. And then they took them. Like you have CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. They're obviously going to go one and two, whichever way, depending on scheme. And Will Levis, he'll probably go top 10 just by demand. I don't see it necessarily for the pro game. Like he does have some skill to him, but I I don't know. Worthy of a top 10 kind of gives me Tannehill vibes. Hendon Hooker for Tennessee. He's probably jumped up into first-round conversations now just with the way he's playing and how efficient he is. But after that, there's not much that's a surefire get this guy in your building. So, like I said, I can't wait for draft season and dive into that with you guys. But, you know, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, a team going off of Bradley Chubb as well, that where he's going to Miami – with them trading that first-round pick, that just says they are all in on Tua. They don't have a fallback plan. Tua is the guy going forward. And with the, way he, play, with the way he played versus the Lions and absolutely just torched, him, torched them and did whatever he wanted to on the field, put the ball in the bucket every time for his receivers, only incompleted five passes the entire game. The game overall for the first half was the highest scoring half in the season. I'm pretty sure it broke the over for the game in the first half, betting-wise. And the Finns also covered the spread for the first time in the season. And, you know, like I've said before, good teams win, great teams cover. And so, you know, you got to cover that spread, make sure you get that nice little lead, get that cushion for you. And, you know, as a Dolphins fan... It was the type of game you wanted to see, the type of game we needed the team to go through. We went through it in Baltimore earlier this year on the road, having to come back. But with the way the Lions came out hot and the Dolphins really just looked like a wet paper towel on defense that first half, and to hold them to, I believe it was 56 total yards for the second half and zero points, the adjustments they made at defense and the way they were able to keep the offense rolling that was a master class of coaching in that second half for the Dolphins. And it it was absolutely to add Bradley Chubb to that team and hopefully get Byron Jones back. They're going to be a scary team to deal with in the playoffs. The Ravens now, the Bills, and the Lions 
we've allowed them to score well in the first half. Both have all three have great offenses, but we didn't give up shit in the second. And even against Minnesota, we didn't give up a lot in the second half. We are taking that Bill Belichick, I'm gonna adjust to what you're doing and then shut it the fuck down super hard. And I'm I love it. I think that everything the Dolphins is doing right now is proving that they're there to contend. Picking up a backup running back after trading a running back. I mean, just everything they're doing. I can't believe that right now the Dolphins possess the starting running backs for the San Francisco 49ers last year. Week one, Raheem Raheem Mostert, right after the Super Bowl. Raheem Mostert was the starter, and um, damn, I can't think of his. Jeff Wilson Jr. was the uh, backup. And right now, that's our one and two with... Miles Garrett and Savon Ahmed still on the uh, roster. So, did you say Miles Garrett? I said Miles M- Gaskin and Savon. Oh, okay, there we go. So uh, another thing happened this season that hadn't happened so far this season, uh, and that was Cole Komet scoring a touchdown. So clap it up, guys! Cole Komet actually uh, he scored. He did what we everyone in the offseason said he was going to do, and he played football. Uh, that but, offense, uh, Justin Fields is to me he's showing some improvement and they added to that offense uh, again today. Like I said, we'll get into that with the trade talk later, but for Cole commit, I mean, as fantasy owners, you got to be happy if you kept him on your roster to this point. I mean, we said it earlier in the season and I'm sure you probably have by now. Most people dropped him. He was one of the most dropped guys through Yahoo fantasy just because the production wasn't there. He was almost getting to where, it's just touchdown dependent. So now if you can actually trust the touchdowns, makes him almost starting viable. He almost seems like he's on an offense now. I don't know if they're going to throw it more than 10 times a game. Like if that's going to be in the game plan or if they're just going to run it a bunch. But if they're efficient with those 10 throws, I mean, he still could eventually, you know, be a, a start one week. But I think that the fact that they're adding receivers and and just trying to build an offense is good. They have more money than anybody, and they have like nine picks next year uh, with quite a few of them in the early rounds. So I think that the Bears could really turn it around with this this new coach and, you know, the whole thing that they're doing over there. Yeah, Justin Fields looks good right now, at least. I like the way they're buying into him more. Um, But they look better than the, uh, the Bengals to me right now. Bengals look like shit. You see the, the way he just got spanked by the Browns? Bengals? I don't think yeah. they're going to look better than the Bengals after this week, after the, the Dolphins ju- get to show them what's for. The Jamar Chase-less Bengals. Yes, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Jamar Very much Chase-less agreed. Bengals. But still, they, they, they looked pooped. I saw somebody uh, make a tweet that said um, the Bengals – or Joe Burrow not having Jamar Chase with the ability to throw it down the field 70 yards or take a screen pass five yards and turn it into a 70-yard touchdown shows how valuable he is to that offense. Versus Joe Burrow, Burrow. Burrow and trash. Herbert are both having struggling seasons this year. year no, Herbert, Herbert's at least been getting it done with the receivers he's been given, like... No, no matter who's out there, he's still no, launching that ball to him. I don't him. want to hear that excuse. Don't want to hear that excuse because other quarterbacks don't get those excuses. So you play with other you, you, the way that's your what first I'm two seasons win. Well, yeah, but, if, and but you're saying like, well, with elevate, what he's had to work with, he's had a pretty good season, but that's not a measuring stick. He came into this he season. He hasn't had a starting el- receiver his whole. He came into this season. He had Mike Williams. An, he came into yeah, this one. season as an elite quarterback, quote unquote. Elite yeah. quarterbacks raise the production of the people around them, regardless of the talent. How and many that's times why have we Gerald said Everett seen Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady turn into turn guys into viable receivers, and they're nothing anywhere else? Tom Brady. It's it's okay, really really simple. Saying. It's really simple. It's it's even easier than that. Since they got drafted. Tua, Tungavailoa, and Joe um, Justin Herbert have been oh, measured at the same stick. Tua. He's got we're two gonna... elite receivers over there. So no, no, no. Let's stop. That stay though. healthy. Does he? Does he? I mean, he shut me up. Should we just cut it? Cut it here. Then is that what you're saying? 
just cut the episode right here. You're not going to say anything else the rest of the episode because you tried to fucking cut me off while I'm trying to deliver my thought. And I said, I'm, shut I'm up. I'm talking about AJ Brown, talk. not you, dude. Then give a fucking insight, AJ. dude. Talk. I give said some, say AJ some shit. Brown, shut me up. Say some shit, bro. No, he didn't. Yes, he you're did. You're shutting yourself up. Say something, dude. Like, give some insight, man. Like, you're not saying shit. Like, give more. Why don't you give a take on them? I don't like I give a take on like every single thing that happens, bro. We're going to be here for two hours if I fucking say something on everything that happens here. You don't have to give a long take. You just bro, give Bro, I'm the one that's supposed to go it. next. So we can just go into the news. Raiders, so, so next. Then, I'm next. So, then go so like, into I'm it. waiting for you. Give some shit. Like, bro, come on. This is your division. This is like where you can actually talk about something. All right, all right, all right. So I finished off with saying A.J. Brown has been balling. A.J. Brown being traded and within the same offseason of other guys like Tyreek, Debo was on the trade block, Terry McLaurin was on the trade block, D.K. Metcalf was on the trade block, Devontae Adams was another guy that got traded. Those guys all worthy of what they should have been traded or what they were re-signed for absolutely i would have done it myself as well and i mean right now i don't know i'd be interested just to see like where Devonte adams head is at with how the raiders are playing i'm sure aaron Rodgers misses him because you know they're struggling he's gotta he be having have that guy he's he's gotta he's the only one that's not having a whole bunch of success right now and didn't the eagles re-sign like they traded for aj brown and then they just signed him right away yeah didn't and they? like dur- yeah. like during the they draft basically, it seemed they like. basically like they gave him like 30 and i mean that's smart dude like they're they traded because around oh wait him, a first round pick for AJ this guy brown, that's nothing aj brown debo dk terry mack they all came out of the same draft class yeah. So they were all needing to be re-signed. Terry Mack got paid too. Yep. Yeah, DK Watson, got paid. Debo got who were paid. You, who were you saying he um he was a fan of? T Mac. The Colts. He was a fan of the Colts growing up? Yeah. He did go to Ohio State, so that you know, regionally that does kind of make sense. A little bit nuts that he doesn't like tr- even try to re-sign with him. Like, why would you re-sign with the Washington football team Money. before they bag, even become bro. the commanders? I mean, I get the Colts aren't paying receive Like, they they don't... I guess they got Pittman. It's all about that guaranteed. Because once you get your guaranteed money, you're tradable. And you can always know. ask for your way out. You can always request a trade. Just get that bag, get the guarantee, and get your stats up. Get you that think trade that's, value up. that's where Devontae's head was at? Because, I mean... Now, Devontae's a different story where he's already on his second contract and everything. and But this is the bag contract. This is the one where what team will actually give it to me? It was obvious after Green Bay paid Aaron that they weren't going to be able to pay Devontae too. That they thought Aaron could elevate another receiver to be better. You know who's trying to get that bag is Travis Etienne off that game he just played. James Robinson, like we called it last week, James Robinson leaving and... ETN getting the workhorse role was going to, you know, be relevant in fantasy as RB1 status. And he just exploded. 184 yards, tutty on the day. Like, put up 26, 27, 28 fantasy points, depending on how you play. Like, I I started him, and he absolutely balled out. Like, I love seeing it. And this is what we said from the beginning of the season, you know, it was going to take a little bit, let him get his role underneath him. Essentially, it's his rookie year. He did not play a snap last year. And so for me, to, for him being so young, running back, no wear and tear on him from last year. It's, you know, Jaguars got to lean on him because right now they've been struggling, struggling offensively the last couple of weeks. They needed it too. I mean, they just added extra pieces for next year too. And I mean, the Jags, I don't know. ETN, he got all the opportunities. Like, he's going to do it whenever he gets that shit. I think enough said. He's he's good out of the backfield. They talked about moving him to slot wide receiver his rookie year before he got hurt. Just yeah, to give Urban him Meyer 
talked about fucking uh, okay shit. yeah urban meyer that is true that is true thank yeah. you for uh, no you know, fucking re- reeling me back in on that one yeah yeah now speaking of fingers in the butt the packers right now i on my hot take for the season so far for this episode i'm saying the packers do not make the playoffs I know the NFC is just a weak conference overall, so it's not going to be hard for maybe them to squeak into the wild card. But the with the way they are looking the last few weeks, just completely inept on offense other than that running game, I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't see them making the playoffs. I don't see who beats Minnesota. So, like, unless... I mean, there's no way that they're going to win. Their oh, they're not winning the division. Minnesota has that wrapped up. Kudos to you, Austin. You called that in the preseason. Sure did. That offense, man. That offense. And whenever oh. the Eagles fucked them up the, the second week on Monday night, I was like, oh, ooh, well, maybe not so much. And then, I don't know, man. They just keep winning. I think they're one of the most underrated teams that people just keep sleeping on. Uh, I said something to my cousin about uh yeah uh minnesota yeah they're six and one he goes what six and one and it's like yeah that's just everyone's response right now no one saw that coming because no one saw this coach being able to just fix kirk cousins and all the things that they were doing bad wait as someone who pays attention to them i'm still baffled they're six and one that's I legit mean, they yeah they who have who'd they lose to the eagles that's it wow that's Monday impressive night, they got spanked. It was the same night the Bills played on Monday night, and they spanked so, them over they played too. So, whew, that's three tough by, teams over there. By three my tough projections, teams. I think the Packers finish 7-10. and 10. Really? How, what, how many losses do they have right now? They're 3-5 and five right now. You think they drop five more? I think oh. they drop five more. Easily. Easily. I think they're dropping their next one. They play the Vikings again. I think they drop that game. I mean, that's that that tracks. They play the Cowboys. I think they drop that game. It is at home, or yeah, it is in Green Bay. But I think they drop that game. Green Bay when is it like December or is it like soon? November thirteenth. It's in a couple. Yeah, weeks. that's that sucks. For uh, they're they're dropping they, next week. Titans, pretty sketchy. Like I don't see their that defense as an easy is win solid. For them. Their defense has been very defense solid. solid. Even though they've been losing these games, their offense and defense Henry. are both ranked super high. Like they've played tough matchups. Derrick Henry. Then they go into Philly. That's a loss to me. Then they have the Bears. Aaron Rodgers loves Soldier Field. He's going to dominate the Rams. I don't know about that one for them. I think that might be a loss. The Dolphins, as of right now, that's a loss. And then the Vikings again. Like I said, that's a loss. I see five more losses on their schedule. I think Dolphins will be hard fought. I think that for us to beat them, we can't let them take off in the first half like we have been for teams because it'll be harder to stop the adjustments. He has nobody to throw to. I mean, that's it's he's still fucking Aaron Rodgers, man. I get it. He's still the back to back. We have said that for the last back to back. We have said that for the last hey. three weeks versus the Giants versus the Jets. We thought maybe he was going to keep it close with the Bills nothing sometimes you just gotta relax r-e-l-a-x there's no relaxing relax. i'm a packers fan i am burning the city down see that's why you're not a packers fan though you're just a dolphins fan you're just used to it just like the jets fans who are all about to be begging for a new quarterback come next year uh that's pretty much where we're at right now zach wilson does not look like the truth was he drafted in that same class as everyone else that we were mentioned that was awesome earlier yeah was he drafted Wait, no, no. He was the year before, too, right? He was the year before Tua. He was whenever... Um, uh, he was the year after Tua. After. Year after Tua. He was 2021, 20, right. so this is year... He was the same year, year as Trevor. Yeah. He was number... This is year two for him, you know? He was a yep. rookie last year, so yep. you still got to give him the time if you're going to give guys like Tua and Josh Allen the benefit of the doubt for a couple years. He's still got to get the time there, but... Brees Hall getting hurt for that team was the worst thing that could have happened worst to them. Thing. Well, no, it was the second worst. Their whole offensive line being just gone all season, that sucks. Because now their quarterback can't even fucking develop properly. Because they don't have their Pro Bowl left tackle. They don't have all their pieces in place to try to protect him. Because, to be honest, like they have a pretty solid receiving core. Not the best in the league, not even top 10, but... 
all of those players are young and like can make plays. With Brees Hall, they were kind of an unstoppable force. You know who's just unstoppable force? C Mac. The San Francisco looked like their Super Bowl bound with that man coming over. I don't, I don't know, know who's going to stop him now. Well, who's going to stop him? They got weapons. They got a quarterback who just controls the game. Great defense. Good coaching. They also just played the Rams, and we've talked about it before. Kyle Shanahan just has Sean McVay's number in the regular season. I really hope that he doesn't have Mike McDaniels. And whenever we go there, it's not the big brother, little brother thing. And that, like, because it's legit. Oh, it's definitely going to look like that. I mean, I it, it's, it's like, it's what it is. It's going to be a good game, but they know what you're coming with. Uh, for sure. Do you Can you guys think of someone else last week that threw, caught, and ran a touchdown besides Christian McCaffrey? Uh, he was the only one because he's yeah. the first one to do it since 2005. I thought it was 2007, but I could be wrong. I, it was something in there, though. Ronnie um, Brown. Uh, people were trying to fact check with Ronnie Brown doing it, but he didn't uh, catch one that game. He threw one and ran one. You know, it, 2005. We'll we'll give it to him. Still, that's insane. So wait, wait. He didn't catch one. He only threw one and ran one. Now I see. I I thought. Zach Wilson did it a few weeks ago in his first game back. I thought he did it versus, yeah, I want to say he caught a touchdown, ran a touchdown, and threw one. I could be wrong. Maybe he didn't throw one. He might not have thrown one. He might have just caught and ran one. Okay, okay. So I, whenever that did come out, I was pretty shocked because, like I said, I I could have swore Zach Wilson did it. But, you know, we're I'm just trying to give Zach Wilson a little bit of love here. I don't want to absolutely hate on the guy. Like I said, Tua got the break. Josh Allen got the break. I got to give Zach Will a break for at least another season. I don't know. I think that everyone hated on Tua his whole career. So fuck everyone and uh, fuck Zach Wilson. Jesus. Wow. Nah, man, that dude, that dude fucks fucks moms like you know he's he's Whoa, gonna be hey. all right even if like you know yeah that's even if know, football doesn't work out for him he, he's gonna yeah, be fine he's, he's got a crown just become a gigolo you know just drop it like it's hot now speaking of uh going into our next you know bit of news here or bit you know question i have for everybody essentially i'm looking at the eagle schedule and i don't see a clear-cut loss I do. You know, after talking about the Packers looking at their schedule. Austin season one. Austin season one. Okay, Austin, you nope, take the bias out. We're gonna <laughs> hold your panties. No, I'll see quick. one. I'll see a I'll see a I'll see a, a loss coming for the Eagles. You, coming Christmas for Philly's Eve wife. at Christmas Eve in Dallas. Christmas Eve. You think that's when it in happens? In Dallas. I mean, in Dallas, if it was gonna baby. happen. If it was gonna happen, that's gonna be a good fucking game. Dallas, Texas. So week week sixteen, you see them losing their first game. So they're going fifteen and zero up until Dallas, and that's goddamn right. Undefeated like until then. Next up, they've got Houston this Thursday, which we'll get into a little bit. Uh, com- the, the Commanders, the Colts, the Packers. We already called that a loss. The Titans. That could be a trap game for them, maybe. The Giants, divisional game on the road, always tough. The Bears. The- Duh, Bears. Duh. Then the Cowboys, the Saints, down. and they finish off the season at home versus the Giants. See, as in as valuable as the Eagles are and how well they've been playing, I don't think that they're invincible. And I think that they're going to have tough matchups against the Saints and the Packers and the Giants and the Cowboys and the Titans. Like, Colts. Um, I think they got a tough matchup this week, Thursday night. That's a tough matchup for them. Thursday Going into Houston, Thursday we were talking nights. about them playing in, in Texas, man. It's it's not going to be a fun I time will for say, them. I will say Thursday nights on the road on a short week are always sketchy. I guarantee the Eagles have preached to them all week, do not overlook this game, handle business, and let's have the 10 days off before next week. And the injuries, like, it's going to be a factor because it's a Thursday night game. It's going to be hot. It's going to be fuck. That's not a bad call, Austin. Like, honestly, that's not a bad call at all that they could drop it this week. 
I think they'd be happy with it. In in a lot of ways, I think that they'd be relieved. Like, thank God. All right, we dropped uh, one. We got that now let's just go way, fucking yeah. win a championship. Like, let's not worry about all this bullshit. If we're gonna be better than the seventy-two b- Dolphins, or you know, like it's just go and win football, and then all the Dolphins fans don't have to hate the Eagles for the rest of the season. The more they win, it's like a scale of like how much we're like not starting to fuck with the Eagles, and it's it happens every you- year. You know who I can see going undefeated for the rest of the season? Who's that? The Seattle Seahawks. Really? Give me give me Seattle. They they look elite. Except so for their elite. defense, maybe. San Francisco's going to the Super Bowl and Seattle is going undefeated the rest of the way and finishing the season fourteen and three. Boys, I went five and zero this week. I think you need to start listening to me. All right. <laughs> 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 Okay. I was trying to be humble, but hey, goddamn. I do, you know, like where we said the Packers, I think they're three and five. I think they're on the outside looking in on the playoffs. I think the Seahawks snatch a wild card. They oh, yeah. might even make a play for the division. I mean, you got to get over the Niners, but. Austin, I'm going to read to you how fucking crazy your statement was just now. Now, they have the Cardinals. Cardinals are, that's that's okay. And then they play Easy the Bucks. Dub. Bucks are not scary anymore. Trash. Uh, then they play the Raiders. They can't score touchdowns, so you're good. Can't even score a touchdown. The only team not to fucking score a touchdown for me this weekend, it fucking pissed me off. The Rams have not looked great, but the way that the Rams are going to look come December 4th is going to be way fucking different. They're like, trash Teams as well. like the Rams get better as the season goes on. Injuries could be them. affecting them more and it more. They're be. an older we team. Can't, but we can't talk about that because we don't know. Injuries can happen well, to Well, I'm just saying time. they're an older team, though, and injuries happen to older players. So it's written down then, in their history So then books we got now. the Panthers. So then the 49ers come into Seattle. Then they go to the Chiefs, play the Jets, and then they play the Rams again. So all right, so I, maybe I, they lose <laughs> to the Chiefs. But that's it. That's all. One. That's the only loss I see from here on 49ers? out. 49ers? You Geno think C-Mac, and the Seahawks, bro? You think C-Mac's not going to have Let's any ride. on the Seahawks defense? Let's soar. Let's soar, baby. Seahawks are soaring. And I'm soaring right on their back like a fucking Targaryen. Giants lost. I don't think we need to talk Pretenders. about it. Nope. We, we said Pretenders. we would talk about them as long as they kept winning. They lost. That's all we're saying. We're not talking Enough about said. it anymore. I told you so, they're pretenders. Fuck the Giants. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck the Giants, Austin said. You know, I don't feel that way. I'd like to see them, you know, pick their season back up a little bit. But we're not talking about them. Going to hit y'all with the quick little 30-second ad break. We'll be right back on the other side. All right, so we're back, and we're about to dive into one of my favorite topics of the year to always get into. It's always a crazy time. This year, it was the craziest we have ever seen it. The trade deadline saw more moves made than ever on any trade deadline day. I believe there was 12 trades in total. We're going to touch on some of the most important ones that happened. Uh, Could this affect the entire league? It actually... A lot of the league, I believe, shifted today. You know, before deadline day, like we've talked about it before, Christian McCaffrey got moved. uh, Robbie Anderson got moved. Now, on deadline day here, Roquan Smith got traded to the Ravens for a second and fifth round pick. I was actually pretty shocked that's all it took. I'm going to get through these real quick, and then we're going to talk about the ones that we thought, you know, we impacted the league or impacted their teams the most. TJ Hawkinson got traded in the division to the rival Vikings for a first round pick to be traded within the division on his first contract to a rival team. That blew my mind. Absolutely. It didn't make sense to me, honestly, for either side. I know Irv Smith Jr. just got put on IR, but I don't understand, you know, moving assets for Dan Campbell as a tight end looking out for another brother tight end. It's simple. All right, they're not going to be able to pay him. He's not going to help them win football games the rest of the year. It'd be better for them to just lose him. He's an older asset. Now, Amon Ra, Swift, all these young guys that they have, Hutchinson, they're not getting rid of these guys. That's their core that they're going to build on. But you let Hawkins – I thought it was super smart. They have two first-round picks now, two second-round picks. They have the ammunition to move up and get a quarterback that they want. 
to mold behind golf or take golf's place. So I understand the move for the Lions. I don't understand the move for the Vikings personally because I don't understand giving up assets for well, like you said. Irv, Irv Smith just got put on IR. Work. I that's like why. I said, I yeah. understand that. But I still I I think there are other guys maybe that I want you to name an with. offense that has a starter at every single fucking position that's like been fantasy relevant. Their quarterback, their running back, both of their receivers, their tight end, and their slot receiver, all fantasy-relevant players. Now they just added a tight end that's an actual monster. I think that they have the scariest offense in football. I don't see how any defense can plan to stop no, all those things he at is once. Very and solid. a good defense. He is very, very and solid. And a good defense. But I think the Vikings just made the one move they needed to make to solidify, like, we're it, going to the NFC Championship. It, it was one of those moves to where you see your window, you add that key piece, and you keep rolling. And that's what, you know, a couple other teams did here. Chase Claypool got traded to Chicago for a second-round pick. I like the move there. Give Justin Fields another weapon. You know, shows the Bears Open it up are trust- for Pickens. They're showing it, tr- trusting them a little more. Pickens is kind of taking on that role for Pittsburgh, so makes Claypool expendable. You drafted them in the second. You get a second back, so you don't lose any value there. So that's always good. And then we've got uh, Chicago second is likely going to be pretty valuable. Exactly. You know, their second round pick exactly. is basically going to be a first round pick. Early, yeah, late first round pick there. So that's a good point. Bradley Chubb going to Miami. You got Bradley Chubb and a fifth round pick for 2023 going to Miami for Chase Edmonds, a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick. So like the move for both teams, I think it was smart for both. We talked about it earlier. Bradley Chubb expendable because of the young guys that he has behind him there. Broncos weren't going to be able to pay him with what they just gave Russ. Dolphins, that first round pick is going to be mid to late 20s, so there's not much value there. Chubb's better than any guy you would get. Add to that pass rush and help that defense out. And they, again, a team that sees their window and sees a hole that can be filled. The Dolphins now have two top 10 pass rushers rated on the season. Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. On top of that, they paid Emmanuel Ogba this past year. They've got a lot of pieces in place. I think that their defense needed a little bit of help in the secondary, but not as much as it needed that. That piece right there makes up for not getting William Jackson III. That makes me almost more confident in the fact that, yes, they said they don't know a timetable on Byron quite yet, but that makes me confident in them thinking that they're going to get Byron back sooner rather than later because is he practicing if, yet? If, not yet he still hasn't okay. been activated but i got you you're if you know he's not coming back for the season or extended period of time further than what we're at now you absolutely have to get another guy in there and there are going to be guys that are going to be released that weren't able to be traded and dropped off on waivers and stuff so you still might be able to get some depth but I don't think they're too worried about it. They also made a move after trading Chase Edmonds, needed a running back slot to fill, brought over Jeff Wilson. We talked about it earlier, 2019, this 49ers Super Bowl run. The running backs they used were Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. It's back when Jeff Wilson was rocking number 30 in his rookie season. And Mike McDaniels just brought him over. He's got that scheme. Jeff Wilson can literally hit the ground running. He knows the plays. He knows what we're looking for. He knows and the checks, the calls, everything. He, he's got no it. drop off there. And I think he's going to mesh well with the guys. So awesome move for the Dolphins there at value for a fifth round pick. Calvin Ridley still suspended for this season, but when he does get activated next year, he's going to be in a different uniform playing in Jacksonville for the Jaguars, which is so good for his career. I mean, what a move up. Who the fuck's throwing him the ball in Atlanta at this point? Well, look at Jacksonville for next year. They have Christian Kirk still. You know, they paid him in the offseason. Zay Jones, they paid him in the offseason. Then you have Calvin Ridley coming back next year. That is a solid young wide receiver crew right there. Now, the one question I have is whether or not Calvin's contract got paused because of his suspension for a year. Because he's got to be nearing the end of his five-year rookie deal. Yes, they voided this year and pushed it back. So he's so it's like the team option next year, and then like if he gets if he's good, no, he'll be under contract next year. So they have and then a year after one year guaranteed, 
which more okay. than likely they will restructure and re-sign him to a long-term deal. You're not trading. Those, wait. Yeah, you're not trading for him for to let him um, go ever. A second yeah. rounder and a fifth rounder to let him walk. So yeah, it makes sense. He'll be in Jacksonville long-term. William Jackson the third. We thought he was going to be released, but right before he ended up getting released. Pittsburgh swooped in and picked him up to bring him and add him, add him to their secondary. You know, if he gets released, he has to hit waivers and somebody higher in the claim might get them or might get them. So they would have missed out. They went ahead and traded for him. And it was just a late round pick swap and it's conditional versus on playing time. And you know what he's able to do for the Steelers this season. Those conditional picks are always kind of iffy. you don't know what they are till the end. And then the last uh, major move that could be maybe seen as major Naheem Hines goes to Buffalo. Zach Moss goes to back over to Indianapolis in the conditional sixth round pick. I think this is more just giving the uh, the Bills another weapon, another guy late in the season to where he adds to their pass-catching package. He's a solid run-blocking back, and I think it gives them a little insurance on either James Cook or Singletary because going into the, next, in the rest of this season here with the run that they're looking to make, you've got to have those insurance plans in case one of your guys goes down, you're not losing a step. You still have a guy with the same skill set that can step in there and get the job done. I think it shows Crazy, us. Guys. They already have it with the uh, Zach Moss. No, 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 Zach Moss. Uh, with James, James Cook. Cook. But I think that that's yeah. what this shows, is that they're not confident in James Cook, that he, he's doing more than just fumbling it well, every I mean, once in a while. See, I think it's more of Naheem Hines brings more value to them than what Zach Moss was as a running back three. And like I said, I legit, I think he's just the insurance for if one of those guys were to get hurt and you need another guy to step up. I think he immediately, once he's fully healthy, he becomes your two. And you use him in third down sets because Singletary is not great as a receiver. He's not bad. It's not like he drops it all the time. But I don't think that he like runs the routes well enough like the way that Himes can. That's who I think is affected. I think Hines takes more snaps away from Singletary than he does from Cook. See, I think that they brought Cook in to be the receiving guy. They brought him in to be Neam Hines, but as a rookie, like, wow, we got, I think, we got one. I think this affects the Colts. Majorly. I don't think it does. I, don't I think that they're does. pretty much I, done for the season anyways. Yeah, exactly. starting yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're already bad, but now they're even worse. With I'd be Bell shocked Pim. if they like, don't trade Jonathan a, Taylor a, at this point. If, I think they're going <laughs> to suck for luck. Like they're going to go for it again, and just how bad can we be to get a better pick to be able to draft a quarterback? And like, if it doesn't work out, then we draft a new one next year. Fuck it. Like, I think that's what they go for. Yeah. What was your favorite uh, trade made? Mine, mine is a uh, Calvin Ridley to the Jacksonville. I think that's electric. Like for I that think all team, Dolphins that organization, players. like see, if, he's from Florida, so that's cool. Bias aside, cool. I do think the Bradley Chubb move was one of the best moves that were made over the deadline, and one of the best trades to fill a hole. But to throw my fandom aside, I I like the Christian McCaffrey trade the most. Now I know they had to give up a little much elite. for a running back with injury issues, but that what he adds that to that much. offense, and they're what we've already seen. What we've already seen him two games already add to that offense and just essentially a game and a half. He only touched the ball eight times in his first that's game true. with them. And for me, that's the one that I think impacts his team the absolute most. So it's Christian McCaffrey for me. His hey, Kittle. His Kittle. His George Kittle. I was trying to say Greg. I knew it wasn't Greg, but thank you. Golden Boy. He hasn't found his Golden Boy yet. George. So I think that there's a chance that he... He maybe pays him, uh, uh, you know, not quite uh, a big contract and that he'd be willing to stay to stay a part of the system and learn. But that's the only way that he stays with us. If he's not willing to do that. I'm not sure if he does. Yeah, because he's a big, he's a baller, bro. He's a big time play. And the right to Green Bay, I can't believe Green Bay wouldn't have asked for that. Like, you know, that's the fucking piece that fixes it for him. 
I could see him signing in Kansas City to replace Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey is pushing 32 years old. And I think Travis Kelsey career, doesn't want that. He's like he's taking less and less money every year. See, cutting Travis out a little Kelsey bit of his contract. The that they'd rather they'd in. rather the tight ends like, that are behind Kelsey right now learning from him. You know, maybe. But Jazicki's better than any tight end. You need end that athleticism, dude. Straight up, he's the dude, second Blake fastest Bell? tight end in the Come league on, behind bro. Kyle Pitts. Like Kyle Pitts is the only tight end that was able to beat his forty time. Uh, whenever he came out, like Mike Kosicki ran receiver forty times as a fucking rookie, and he's only gotten faster on a team of just speed. I think that the Dolphins are silly to let him go. I don't understand how we can't scheme that guy in. Let him not block. It like, have to be it. at a value, like you said. It have to be at a team friendly deal. Like that's the Which, only way it happens. If he's smart, he takes that. That's just what it, it's what it is. Yeah. If you want another stay guy that's... in Miami, bitch. <laughs> Miami, bitch. <laughs> Another guy that we thought was going to be on the move that was rumored, Jerry Judy, staying in Denver. I, for me, that's smart on their part. There's no. That's reason who to the take Packers away, should have signed. No reason to take away from that offense. Now, another guy that the Packers could have looked at it bringing in, um, him and Brandon Cooks, possibilities. Like I said, smart on the Broncos because that offense isn't looking well and there's no sense in taking a piece away from that, especially after you invested a first-round top 15 pick in Jerry Judy. So that's not helping. And then also another wide receiver stand put, DJ Moore. We thought maybe he was going to be on the move with the way the well, uh, Carolina's been purging got, their offense. I didn't think he could be put on the move because how much he got paid, right? I mean, right. they could have still tried to trade him, but you're right. He's less yeah. valuable because he's of like the fourth or fifth highest paid wide if receiver If he didn't right re-sign now. that contract earlier in the season and extend, he probably would have been traded and re-signed yep. elsewhere. But teams That's aren't going to just pick up a him, contract there. For him, it was kind of smart to to sign the contract. I mean, he got fourth highest paid wide receiver I told you, sign the contract, money. get the bag, and then figure it out from there. Anytime you put take on. Keep putting the Any tape t- out there. Look what he did last year. Last week, I mean, I mean, you keep yep. doing that every week. No one's going to not want you next year. Anytime you think of any of these good receivers that should be traded to a team, the only team I can think of that needs them is Green Bay. But yeah. yet, they're not making any moves for no. them. It's like they, it's That's like not they don't see that. That's not something they do. The Green Bay is like Pittsburgh. They're like an old football team. So they think like old football teams. They don't yeah, but Pittsburgh at least moves. drafts and makes great receivers. We've only seen You're one right. good receiver totally coming right. out of Green Bay well, recently. Let's you know, let's halt the breaks. You got Jordy Nelson. You got Greg fucking Jennings. You got you know, there's lots of people. Donald Driver eh, that have been great they receivers. Okay. They were okay in our lifetime. You know, playing throughout. So good receivers. You know, and then Don, Devontae Adams, best receiver in football. Too bad his quarterback's not second, a Hall of Famer anymore. Second best. We know Tyreek the Cheetah is the best receiver in football. Now, uh, Carolina Trump. not only didn't drop uh, DJ Moore on the trade block, they also didn't drop Brian Burns uh, or their corner uh, Horn, JC Horn. They were offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns. And, and they said, from who? See, like we said earlier a few episodes ago, uh, I, think, the Rams. I think they're trying to keep that defense intact. Like, I think exactly. they're trying to keep that young defense together. It's just the offense that they're going to have to focus on. Can't let yep. your D go. Never. Never, ever. Now, uh, there was not that many injuries this week, so we'll get through it pretty quick. Uh, Christian Watson went out with a concussion. Uh, at this point, if he's on your team, you should probably just drop him because he's injury concern constantly. It can't seem to catch the ball. That whole offense is just piddling. Uh, Cooper couple Cooper Cup is uh, got an ankle injury. He's not going to miss this week. Is everything we've heard so far that it's just swelling, but it is something to keep an eye on. Rashad Bateman re-injured the foot. Uh, that fucking sucks because he looks like he could be a real playmaker for Baltimore and they're going to need him. Mark Ingram uh, went out with a knee injury. I saw something about two to six weeks, something in there, maybe even four to six weeks. So not uh, short. So it's crazy. I was just looking at him uh, thinking maybe this is, you know, around the time that they trade uh, Kamara away and then Mark Ingram would have been the guy. And I think with Ingram getting hurt that they're just like, we can't trade Kamara without blowing up our whole season. So 
the last one, DK Metcalf did play this past week and played the whole game, played pretty well, actually. So I guess he's totally fine. Uh, he just gets carted around whenever he's got to take a shit or because he's, he's tired. Too, and He's too big. I mean, can carry that big-ass motherfucker you off know? the field. You know, come prepared with a cart. If DK's playing in your stadium, that's just what it is. God damn right. We also got uh, some angels in the end zone this week. So, I think there were some big ones. Uh, there were some people that did some shit for their team. I think that Tua had his best game of the season. And it's hard to say that because of the Ravens game. Because uh, he had more yards and touchdowns in that game. But he only had five incompletions. Threw for 380 plus yards with three touchdowns. No interceptions. Was running the ball well, just acting like he wanted to win the game more than anybody else, and they did. So he's my angel this week. I think that he did it all for his team. His defense shut up, uh, nearly shut out. No, no, they did. They shut out the the Lions in the second half. So that was huge. But he made sure to do what it took to win as well. It, like we said earlier, he played almost a absolutely flawless game. You take away the fumble that they had on the first drive where he threw an absolute dot, and I don't know if that first half goes the way it does, simply. Like, we had to make the adjustments at the half for the second half, the way they were playing. But, I mean, absolutely automatic. One of the best games we've seen statistically this year, rating-wise, yardage-wise, completion percentage-wise, average depth of target-wise, like everything was absolutely just pristine. My guy, my angel, somebody that literally put the team on his back for the entire game because they did not rely on their rookie quarterback at all, Derrick Henry. My man went off for another 200 yards and two touchdowns for the fourth straight time versus the Houston Texans. One of the best bets I made this week was Derrick Henry, 100-plus yards and two-plus touchdowns at a solid plus 550 on the payout scale. Absolutely hammered it. Should have put more, should have added him plus 200, went with my gut, got a little scared, so I just put it at 100 because you never know how the game's going to go. But, man, that talk you when you talk about a bell cow back, a guy from the 1920s that you just hand the ball to 32 times and say, take us to victory, he's that. He is absolutely that. He is a refrigerator running at you at 20 miles an hour and – Teams just don't like to stop it, especially in the fourth quarter. I think he might so, be the last one that we see. You know, the last, like, pure running back. Because none of the guys getting drafted now are trying to be that body type or be that guy. They can't. Like, the they offenses are shifting away from that. So, I think he might be the last one. The You know, a salute for, for the running backs of the old. So, that's the definition of a bell call back. A guy who gets handed the ball just over and over again. A guy exactly. who they so, put the the team on his back. Oh, okay. So this guy would be considered a bell cow back. Alvin okay. Kamara. Three tutties on a day. He hasn't scored all season, and he came through for his team. In a shutout. In a shutout. He shut him out. He was doing it all, passing, receiving, and rushing. He's another guy that was on the trade block that people thought might would get moved out of there. But and I was kind of shocked to see him stay put. But I mean, yeah, I thought the Bills three touchdowns and ride your team to victory. Kind of hard, you know, not to. I think Kamara's already getting paid. The only team that like the Bills would have been one, the Rams maybe. Um, but like they'd have to have the cap space for him too. He's like already got a contract because. He's already at that point. He's not on a rookie deal anymore. He's like on that same slope as Ezekiel Elliott too, where has he played his best football? Is the moment that I get him, he's now worse than every tape I've ever seen of him before. So like that sucks to start to pay that guy. And I think the big thing is that like if you look at teams that are like going to make the playoffs, the 49ers are going to do it with Christian McCaffrey. But like – Two years ago, not a single team made the playoffs if they had a top 10 highest paid running back just because of how much they spent on the running back position. And how and much the offenses are shifting away from that. 
exactly. And that's where I think that the the Chase Edmonds deal was super smart for the Dolphins and for Chase Edmonds. Look how easy it was for us to trade him to a better situation for him whenever we wanted to because he was only getting 2.75 or like 4 maybe 4 million a year at the most. It just that's, sucks cuz y'all traded for him and then you just traded him away. It's no, like we signed him as a free agent. Signed him as yeah, a free agent. Yeah, but but that's what I mean like y'all are picking him up, like y'all believe in him and then it just showed that I think it was a 2 year deal too. And, two, two and years, honestly 12 million dollars, 6 million. He doesn't a year. want to be sitting behind Raheem Mostert, would you? I mean, this no. guy doesn't want that. He, and he sucks. In and the Broncos offense. aren't using Melvin Gordon the way they should, so and he so he sees opportunity. That's great for him. I think everyone yeah. won on that oper- like that whole trade. They got a yeah. running back to help their offense out. They didn't really need this guy, like you said. Who who is it that's taken over for Chubb? Uh, Baron Browning. Baron Browning. Now, uh, before we get into Austin's money picks of the week, we just do want to preview real quick the Thursday night game. You got Philadelphia, like we said, going into Houston. Philly right now is a minus 13.5 favorite, almost a two-touchdown favorite over the Texans. Uh, We don't have this in our games listed for the week, so I can pick this with no confidence at all and feel good about it. I I think the Eagles minus 13.5 is not a bad bet. The Texans just got ran on by Derrick Henry all night long. Those boys are exhausted on a short week. And I the Eagles offense is much, much better. So I And the Eagles offense kind of had an easy day against uh Pittsburgh. You know, bunch of big long touchdowns by uh AJ Brown. Like they were on and off the field pretty quick. I, I think that they can put up some points on a team like Houston as well. I, Austin called him to maybe even uh, be, get upset here on this game. I I could see something like that happening because of it being a, a short week Thursday going into the... Hey, you sprinkle a little bit on that Houston-Texas money line at plus 570 if you're feeling good about it. I mean, that's a solid little payout there for you. I'd feel better maybe about them covering the spread just because in the NFL... 13.5 is a pretty steep spread to cover. Most games are won by three or four points. So always in any double-digit spreads, I'm always going to lean the underdog in that spread, especially at home. But yeah, like not much to preview here just because the Texans don't have anything. So you're just, fantasy-wise, if you have the Eagles, start them, get ready for them. You're going to get solid production and you know start your week off right that way. So, uh, Austin, what do we got for our money picks of the week? Get ready to jot these down. I'm going 5-0 and this week, bitch. Well, let me let me pick a side in that Thursday night game. Uh, I'll take I'll take the uh, Texans spread. I don't think the Eagles are watching any tape over there. So, uh, they got the and, the, and, and Houston's on. home. Yeah. But, yeah, so to get to our money matchups, we got – what do y'all boys think? Carolina Panthers are taking on Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's home with the spread of a touchdown, 0.5, 7.5. Based off, a touchdown there's not, not going to be 6.5. No, a touchdown would be 6. Oh, true, 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 true. Um, no Jamar Chase, though. What y'all boys thinking? So Cincinnati's favored minus 7.5 in Cincinnati versus Carolina? At home at one o'clock p.m. One o'clock. Give me Cincy minus seven point five. I think they figured it out this week. I think Carolina can think the bounce back. Give me Cincy minus seven point five. PJ Walker looks nasty. Now betting purposes, I would hope. I would hope most of the public agrees with Colby and hammers that plus seven point five. So that way it drops the Bengals down to minus maybe 6.5 or 5.5. And then I absolutely snatch it up and hammer it. But if for picking purposes right now as it stands at 9.43 p.m. on November 1st, I'll take the Bengals minus 7.5. Hey, we're in November, boys. Lock it in. We're in November now. Hey, for the next, this is for when the, ne- the season actually starts. Yeah. This is when fantasy actually starts. I love everyone that freaks out before November. We actually have the sample size we need now. Exactly. Yep. We know what's going to happen. So a couple teams who we don't know who's going to win this game. Los Angeles Chargers are taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Yikes. 
Falcons are home dogs at plus three. Give me the Falcons. Falcons are home and plus three. Give me yeah, the they've only they've only lost on the spread once this year. Plus three at home. Give me my spread cover, boys. Taking Atlanta. So we got the Chargers coming off the bye with Keenan Allen and Palmer coming back. Right? Is Keenan Allen healthy? You always got to take into effect, though, they're going from coast to coast. West coast yeah, to coastal. east coast. Hey, that's fine. Just they so it's locked in. Sometime. Just so it's locked in. I was taking Panthers plus 7.5. But I'll yeah, take I the, think, I think the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers here. I'm taking the yeah, Chargers, Chargers minus cover. three. I think they finally get it done here. I think yeah, Keenan plays. I'm against both of y'all in this. Let's go. Yeah, I picked first, yeah, by the way. The first so don't two. say... Oh, Cool. We'll be picked with Austin because Austin was 5.0. Uh, I, I picked first on both of those. So I'm just 5 and 0. That's I don't I drive picked. a 5.0. Wish. I wish, though. So we got a little bird matchup going on for the next one with the spread of plus two Seattle Seahawks versus the Arizona Cardinals. I love how you always add that twang to your voice when you say Hawks. Seattle Seahawks. Well, they they is them Seahawks. So who's getting the plus two? <laughs> You're one to talk about twang. <laughs> so who's getting the plus Seattle's two? Seattle's plus two. Seattle's plus two. Okay. Give me Seattle. Give me Seattle. Yeah, that's the one. Are you writing these down? Uh, Austin? We're all we're all riding with Seattle. Write them down in my my brain, dog. Well, that's oh, gonna that's... go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? They're actually written down on the podcast too. That's sick. Oh. They're not what everyone picked is not written down. Yeah, they are, bro. It's all written down through the ears, bro. Through you can words. listen to it. Yeah. So what's our next matchup? The Tennessee Titans are getting dogged in this spread. Facing the Kansas City Chiefs. The spread's minus twelve point five for the Chiefs. Chiefs are good. But but that big of a spread is obnoxious. I guess because See, of the hurt quarterback in Tennessee, but like the yeah, way that Derrick Henry's bad. running, I don't think that the Chiefs can stop him. And it's going to look like it's kind of going to look like the Cincinnati against the Browns on Thursday night. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hot take right there. So you're saying that the Cincinnati and the Chiefs, they're the same thing? That's. Yeah, I mean. If, say, the if they didn't have Kelsey, this spread would be way different. Give but. me the Chiefs minus 12.5. Wow. Especially wow, if Tannehill's not playing. Okay, so it's it's actually really easy. All right? The Chiefs are going to go up by two touchdowns. And then they're not going to be able to run with Derrick Henry anymore. And then the Chiefs are going to go up by two more touchdowns. And then they're still not going to be able to run with Derrick Henry what if, anymore. What if... What if the Titans get the ball first and they score first? Uh-oh. Then somehow the Chiefs are just going to double, double points on their next touchdown. That way they go up by a touchdown. All they have to do is score once. They're going to fumble on, like, the 30. It, it, there's a thousand right. ways it no, happens. Those are hypotheticals. Those are hypotheticals. KC minus 12.5. Locking y'all boys Titans? in for the Chiefs. I'm going with the Titans. It's, oh, you heard it, it, if, have y'all have y'all sat back and watched the NFL this year and seen how many underdogs win the fucking game? It's Not absurd. Yet. It happens. It happens. I get it. No, yeah, it doesn't happen until it happens, right? I right. watched the Titans versus Buffalo. That was Buffalo, bro. They also Kansas had Tannehill City. that game. Yeah, City I, Malik Willis is better than Tannehill. They yeah, lost by he, throw, they only he brings it an elite option last game. Kansas City. That's all he needed to. Lost by three points to Buffalo. Get out of here. What's the next game? We got the Monday night matchup. Baltimore Ravens taking on the New Orleans Saints with the spread of 2.5 in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. It's a good matchup here. Based off what we just saw the Saints do, based off what we've seen the Ravens been doing, they've both been whooping ass. Give me Saints plus 2.5 at home. Saints plus 2.5. Oh, Fucking easy. Baltimore, Even without Rashard Bateman, I think that uh, 
Lamar is literally, he's going to have to Derrick Henry this shit, put the team on his back, he's going to do it versus the Saints. Uh, that Saints defense, I, to me, is good enough they to They still don't have Lamar. Marshawn Lattimore, I don't think. But, That's fine. The, you know, they don't have receivers to have to worry about that on the Ravens. So I Devin Duvernay doesn't exist anymore? I, I think not on my team Facts. he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> good call good call no no but, uh, for real though drop him please if you have him don't hold no, on no but seriously like i think the saints defense is good enough to contain lamar and fine let lamar run on you and let him do what he needs to he can't he's not going to be able to throw the ball especially if mark andrews is out for this game i don't absolutely, know man absolutely give me the saints plus two point mm. isaiah isaiah likely looked uh pretty likely to take mark andrews shit if he doesn't uh, get back, he's solid. Quick. He is very solid. I will. He give fucked you up that. against us. He dropped a, a big like potential game winner for them because it would have continued that drive against the Dolphins week two, but last week he didn't, and he fucking took off, and it was awesome to see. I think that uh, that Baltimore has the pieces, and I think that it's a coaching thing too. John Harbaugh is not gonna fucking win. A game by one versus the fucking New Orleans Saints. He's going to win by at least a field goal because he's got the better team. Like, that's just, it is what it is. Now, for all those people out there it talking shit. It is what it is. And the Twitterverse saying that hey. we're not a fan, saying that we are not a fantasy football podcast. We are. We talk about that shit too. There are some bye weeks this week. So we got Wait, can I make Browns. my pick? Oh, my bad. Man, y'all so oh, rude did. to me, man. I, 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 I'll take the New Orleans Saints at home. With my angel in the backfield. Thank you. Mic drop. Bang. Go into your fucking bye week, boy. So, for all those people out there talking shit, saying that our podcast doesn't talk about fantasy football, we do. We got some bye weeks this week. We got the Cleveland Browns. We got the Dallas Cowboys. We got the Denver Broncos, the New York Football Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and C-Mac gets his rest with the San Francisco 49ers after carrying them absolutely on his back. So those are the bye weeks. If you haven't looked at your team yet, shame on you. Look at your team. Pick up somebody. It's too late to do waivers. Waiver Wire Wednesday coming tomorrow, baby. All right, guys. Well, hey. We, as always, we appreciate your support. We love you guys hanging out with us, being part of the PFP family. You got your boy Justin here running the ship. Colby, coach, with us. Austin hanging out. Follow the pod on Twitter, at ProFootball underscore pod. Follow the crew, at PFP underscore Justin, at Austin underscore PFP, and at Coach underscore PFP. Austin's going to hit you maybe with some lineups on the Twitterverse there. Keep a look out there for uh, Sut at Chief Sut on Twitter. Take a look at his uh, daily fantasy lineups that he likes to put out there for you. Win a little bit of cash. As always, subscribe, rate, review for the podcast so that way we know what we're doing wrong, what we need to fix, what you guys like, what you guys say we need to fuck off with. But y'all have a great rest of your week. We'll holler at you guys next week. Let's make some fucking money this weekend. 